Hey everybody, yes, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by the great Chris Schaefer. Chris, how's it going today? Recording a little bit earlier this week and a little bit earlier in the day. Very, mm. very early in the morning. Very early. It's, yeah. Early risers here. How's 3 a.m. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. in the morning. So Jason's energy is a little low, but don't worry. He's drinking something out of a cute little, it's a cute cup. All the little, little designs on, oh, can I, can I share what it says on there? Or is that, is that private? It says rad dad. It says rad dad. Oh, he's pulling out something else. And he's got a personalized photo puzzle, 500 pieces. Jason. my family. That is, yes. PaidSearchPodcast.com. On the archive store, you can get the archive episodes and get a puzzle <laughs> of my family. Just kidding. <laughs> throwing in, throwing in if, you, if you buy all the episodes, you get a free puzzle along with it. Yeah, that's going to be really popular. That's going to be it. That's going to be the big seller. Well, welcome. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, Jason, it is beautiful and sunny outside. We talked a lot about the weather on our last episode things are back to normal it's good man it's good to be back to normal again for a solid week um i'm glad to be here and everything good with you totally normal week 70 degrees you as well. 70 degrees and sunny and mm, um beautiful yeah yeah so uh we're, we're back to beautiful weather chris we have a five-star review of the week from all right great britain from Brad. Oh, five stars. Yeah. A must listen for any digital marketing professional. Being new into digital marketing and paid search last year, Chris and Jason have helped me to develop a much better understanding of PPC strategies for success. I use the podcast to discuss talking points with my PPC manager who agrees it has helped fast track my learning and development. Appreciate the help you guys, Brad, from the UK. Chris, um, we kind of give a unique take on Google Ads on search, and uh, it, we kind of have a very similar style, but it, I think it's a style that works. One thing we do often is manual bid. Sometimes we do different bidding, automated bidding strategies. Talked sure, about sure. ROAS yeah. last week, talked about when we would want to use automated ROAS. Uh, but oftentimes we're we're doing manual bids, and I think today you've got an episode planned for us. With this is a this is a strong word. I want to rebel already. I don't like this word. <laughs> Three rules R- for manual bids. Rules. These are rules. These rules cannot yeah. be broken. <laughs> so we'll right. see. We'll see how strong these rules are. But we'll be talking about manual bidding today. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, I uh, I'm excited. I mean, th- these are things that I have learned. This is not something, by the way, when I come up with these topics, these are things that I learned from talking to people. I do consulting and training with people. And these are the things that I've, I've decided are really solid rules that work. Um, so stick around, especially at the end, because I have an illustration that I want to share that really pops all of this into a clear picture that really works every time when I use this illustration. So you're going to stick around for that. But first, before uh, we get into that, we're going to talk about the news. And we have some interesting news to share. But more important than that is Optio, optio.com slash PSP2. This show is brought to you by Optio. 
It's been brought to you by Optio for a long time. They're long sponsors of the show. Jason, I don't know if we would have 253 episodes if it was not for Optio. They've kept this show going. It's expensive to keep all these shows um, hosted online, to take time out of our day. You know, this, this show is completely free, and there's just one thing that we would like for you to do. We would like for you to try out Optio. We, it's not it's not a scam. It's, it's not anything that's, you know, going to uh, send you uh, down this rabbit hole of useless time. In fact, it's going to do the opposite. It's going to free up your time. That's what this tool does. Optio.com slash PSP2 for an eight-week free trial of a tool that is designed right on its homepage for Google Ads. Go to these other online marketing tools. They're going to see you're going to see you're going to see Facebook. Uh, we do Facebook. Uh, we we do great with Bing. No, they say freaking Google Ads right there. They say it. That's what they build it for. That's why you're listening to this show. That's why we think you're going to like it. It's designed for the tool that gets the best traffic in the world, and that's Google Ads. And you're going to get more done with this tool, and you can get to the things that you like to do. Get back to your day, as uh, we like to do. So try it out for free for eight weeks. And with that, Jason, I you, you know how I feel about this news. Because we discussed it yesterday, something I uh, came across. This news item is not something that we can read, at least from my, I found. It is not a news item that is, uh, you know, there wasn't a press release. Uh, there was not any kind of big uh, blog article about this. This was just one of those little things that just kind of disappeared. And it surprised me. So let me, um, let me explain What's happening uh, in Google Ads? Uh, if you go to the Locations tab, which is over on the left, go to the Locations tab, and there, when you click that Locations tab, whether you're looking in Display, Search, Shopping, whatever, uh, there's Locations tab over on the left. You click on that, you're going to see three things: Locations, Excluded, and Per Store Report. Okay. There used to be four things. There used to be user location report. Okay. That is now gone. I have no idea why it's gone. And I don't understand why it would be gone. I know that it happened uh, from the time of recording this, which is the, the first week of March. It happened in the past couple of days, something that I noticed over the weekend. I'm telling you this because it's important that um, you understand what we're now missing in this reporting. And hopefully there's going to be a better solution for this. But used to, when you clicked on this, you could click on a user location report and see everybody that was clicking by country. And one thing that was really interesting is that if you had certain location settings set up, you would then have the possibility of uh, international traffic showing up. So if you had location targeting and then you had uh, the ability for people outside the United States to see your ad, then what you would do is you would get traffic from uh, UK, from Russia, from India, from South America, anywhere that was outside the United States but was searching with the intent of the United States. 
That's fine. But you want to keep an account of that. You want to know how much of that is happening. From what I can tell, it is no longer possible to see that. It is now just a subtle hidden number. And uh, if you want to see this information, be sure. Uh, well, I mean, if, if you really want to see an illustration of what this looks like, you might be interested in our super patron level, which I have a uh, video that I do sometimes multiple videos a week where I illustrate some of the things we talk about on the show. You can join at the super patron level. Uh, but I think this is a big deal. It's it's a subtle thing for most people, but if you are running a campaign that is allowing for international traffic or you don't want international traffic, there's now not a way, as far as I can tell, right in Google Ads to see that international traffic. Um, and I, you know, I'm not sure what to think at this point. Yeah, Chris, um, it's uh, kind of something new. You had you had told me you were trying to find this. Uh, location information and right before you had messaged me about that previously like maybe the a day before that I was looking at my location reports trying to find user location what used to be called user location and I noticed that the flow was different and now there's targeted and matched under your locations and I'm not seeing user location anymore anywhere and like you I feel like there's possibly some data missing um, because it's different. I'll just tell you one thing. I'm looking at a search campaign. I'm looking at last 30 days, and I'm on match locations, and I see 17 clicks out of 35 that I'm getting city data on. So yep. I think yeah. we need to yeah, dig is. into targeted, need to dig into matched. Uh, targeted, by the way, I am getting 35 clicks on, 35 out of 35. Right. It shows me my three countries that I'm targeting. When I click over to matched and then I break it down to the city level, well, to be fair, I've got it set at the United States for cities. Oh, actually, Chris, to be fair, I see 17 out of 17 United States cities. So I think... The big thing might just be if you're targeting the, the United States and you get some traffic from other countries might be an issue. I'm not seeing it be an issue yet in terms of inside of one country traffic. I'm still seeing locations for all my clicks. It depends on your setting. Like I said, you if know, you, if I, you're going to be go targeting to details, if, if you're going to target United States and then lock it down to people regularly in or in. I would not imagine you're going to be getting a lot of traffic from other countries, but I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the one when you when you when you target uh, presence and interest. That's the new terminology they use in the settings. If you target presence and interest, the interest setting is what will get you in trouble. Now you have no way of knowing how much interest traffic you're gif- getting. Rather than presence, few traffic. Google Ads changes all the time. Few things change as much as the exact wording on those advanced location targets <laughs> options. Which, <laughs> by the way, they're true. not they're not called advanced location anymore. Now they're called location options. Options, yeah. And <laughs> I I don't I don't mind uh, I don't mind presence. That's the one I usually do. Presence people in or regularly yeah. in your target location. I think that's the best naming they've done so far. It's always been super confusing, uh, but I like presence and interest. You know, I'm in something versus I'm interested in something. 
and I always say it, I never test it. Maybe one day I will. But search interests, people searching for your targeted location. What if I was a moving company targeting uh, Jacksonville, Florida, and I had like a 50-mile radius around Jacksonville, and then I just had keywords like moving companies, movers near me, office movers, and I set it to search interests, people searching for your target location. Would I just get the best geo keyword traffic yeah. ever? It's a hunch. Yeah. I still haven't tested it. Maybe one day. Yeah, I still haven't. Years. Someday. Someday. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the main part of the show. And as Jason, you hinted, we're going to talk about manual bids. Going old school here. I mean, I don't know how often. It's not, a, it's not old school, Chris. It's every single day of my life. It's management. Oh, I manage sure. manual bids. Old school for. This is, yeah. this is everyday Google Ads. You can call it That's old true. school. You can say it's outdated, blah, blah, blah. But no, this is what we're doing every single day. Think of how much of an expert you and I are at podcast. manual bids. We do it every day. I don't want you to disrespect yes. manual bids by calling You're them right. old school. They're every day. They're new school. They're constantly evolving. I change manual bids all the time. They're not old. Take okay. it back. Okay. I meant old school for the podcast. We used to harp on this so much. We had manual bid discussion after manual bid discussion. We we even simulated our own debates so that we could argue with each other about it. I mean, that's how much we were invested in this discussion. So we haven't, we felt like we kind of hounded on that, but we're coming back to it. What I, I meant by old school is- I want to is, be loved. I want people to like this show. I want people to like me. I want huge listenership numbers. And if every other single human being that does Google ads on the planet, except you and I, hates manual bids and wants to do automated bids- then I'll stop talking about manual bids. I think that's what happened over the last several <laughs> months, Chris. Why I stopped harping on it. Everybody kind of, yeah. Everybody kind of fell in love with automated bids. But no, I'm I'm exactly right. Nine. I think uh, I think I've I've said on the show 80, 85 percent of my uh, clients are on manual bids. I enjoy manual bids, uh, and I'm going to talk about why. And I'm going to talk about if there's a subheading to this discussion. Manual bid, you know, three rules for manual bids, subheading, it isn't scary. Don't let it be scary anymore. Let's make manual bids less scary, okay? And the reason this popped into my head is because I was in a meeting once. I was, I was doing uh, uh, some training with some, uh, a company, and somebody spoke up. And when I mentioned the word manual bids, they spoke up and said, they literally told their boss, like, out loud. Mm-hmm. I kind of cringed a little bit. I was like, oh, don't say that. But they said... I don't have time for that. I don't have time for manual biz. That's why we use automated. I I, I have I have too many things I have to do. Wow. Uh, Bold, manual is honest. too intense. And I was like, open workplace there. I, I <laughs> yeah, I was kind of full like, transparency. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of like, oh well. And what I want to do is I want to squash that fear. Manual bids are easy to do, and I have three things that I'll run by you guys. And you'll be the decider. Jason, you don't get to decide because I know you think they're easy because you agree. I know, but Chris, to, um, to but have a mini great debate inside of an episode, they'll never, I mean, just in the way people think about this, yeah. they'll never be as easy as automated bids or take as less time as automated bids. Because the truth is, we know the truth, automated bids are not time-free. They're not easy. You have to figure them out. You have to monitor them. You have to know how yeah. to adjust to New changes. Yeah, but New problems come up when you do automated. But in people's minds- they're like basically set it and forget it. That's how people think of automated bids. So it's always going to be a hard sell. But I do hear you that there is a way to do manual bids 
and make it work time-wise because I do it every day. So you've got three rules. That's the inspiration for the rules to make them less scary, to make them less time intensive than some people think they need to be. Your first rule here, Chris, the rule, you can't break the rule, which mm-hmm. mm, I, sometimes I break this rule and I'm sorry when I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I call you and I say, I'm sorry, because it sucks when you break this rule. Bid at yeah. the ad group yeah, level. Number one rule. When you bid at the keyword level, <laughs> things get tough to, to make changes and track changes and all that. But bid at the ad group level. Why is this a rule? And bidding at the ad group level is opposed to bidding at the keyword level. So why bid at the mm-hmm. ad group level? Okay, so I like bidding at the ad group level for multiple reasons. First of all, because it makes it easier. And you think, well, if I bid at the ad group level, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm I'm missing a lot of what manual bids is about. And I feel that people, when when they when they push against this rule, they don't get the other rule, the number one rule of Google Ads. That, that I think is even more important. And that's grouping your themes and ideas mm. in ad groups. You better so get your ad groups rule, right if you, if you do this. This rule is a problem if you screw up Google Ads rule number one, which is group your things by theme and category. <laughs> group um, your things. You know, yeah. Gr- <laughs> like Manage group, group your, your ad keywords. groups. Lay out your ad groups. There you go. Thank you. Do Thank the you. things yeah, right sound professional. in the Google. Do the stuff right, guys. <laughs> so if you don't group your keywords by themes and categories, as simply as then possible. you'll think, yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll have to bid at the keyword level because you, you, you'll have a broad keyword that has to do with um, divorce lawyer right next to another one that says, you know, um, help with alimony. And those two things may not be of equal value to your business. So how could you possibly bid the same number for each one of those? And you've broken the number one Google ads rule. So this is not the Google ads rule list. This is the manual bidding rule list. So a little bit of definition there on, you know, why this is the number rule for what it is. Chris, um, I guess in a second, we'll talk about why this is beneficial, why this makes things easier. But to continue the conversation on, if you do this, you have to have your ad groups correct. If you're going to bid at the ad group level, it's very important to know how to think about ad groups. There's two ways to break that down. I think you got to think in terms of the keywords and how loose they are, broad match keywords, brand keywords, you don't want to be mixing those into your ad groups oh, that you're going brand. to be bidding yep. on and brand. And also just yep. these pure broad keywords. I've recently started, I've been talking about that, moving them to their own campaign. You want everything in that ad group. You want as much in there as possible, make it as simple as possible, but you want mm-hmm. every kind of keyword in there to represent the same meaning with the search and show up on the same quality of traffic. And if you throw a brand keyword in there, that obviously changes what kind of traffic you're getting. If you throw in a pure broad keyword, that can totally change what kind of traffic you're getting and how much you pay for it. So it can throw off your numbers. So you got to think about the settings like that. But then you also got to think about what we talked about last week, ROAS, return on ad spend. You have to be thinking about the revenue associated with the kind of keywords that are in your ad group. Like Chris said, if you do divorce cases and you do alimony specifically, if you get very different levels of revenue from those two services, you don't want them in the same ad group because what you're bidding at the ad group 
affects what you're willing to pay for revenue. And if you have two different kinds of revenue that are drastically different or more in one ad group from keywords, you're not going to be bidding the right way. So you want the same quality traffic, same kind of traffic in an ad group, but you also want the same level of uh, revenue associated with what those keywords bring in. So let's say you do that, Chris, and you have your ad group set up correctly. Why is it beneficial to do an a manual bid at that ad group level versus keyword levels. When keywords, I'll pro, I'll press you, are the ones that actually get the data individually. Sure. And wouldn't that be better? Yeah. Some people might ask. Yeah. So ideally, you want to bid at the ad group level because of simplicity. I think the whole thing, you know, the subheading for this is manual bids are easy. And if manual wow. bids are going to be oh, easy, wow. we you, got, you have to you have to keep a, things simple. Title, and you just outdone yourself. Yeah. I'm, we might do that. <laughs> three ways so to make manual, manual bids easy. Three rules. Three rules for manual bids to make them easy. I guess uh, maybe we'll see. Uh, but that that's that's the idea. The reason is that you know that you might freak out and say, "I don't have time to do manual bids. It's too complicated. And it's too much." time commitment for something like that. I have to check them multiple times a day and adjust things. No, you don't. The frequency of management of these bids does not have to simulate as if you are some kind of AI bot changing them based on the numbers in 15-minute increments. That is not the way that you should manage your campaign. You are not a machine. You have to take it at a pacing that you can maintain and you cannot maintain checking your bids and changing them on an hourly basis or half hour basis. It's just ridiculous. So start simple, start at the ad group level. There's a level two, level three, level four of, of keyword manual bidding management, but that's not for this. If you still think manual bids are difficult, then this is that's the, this is the three rules you, just, you should stick with. And number one is bid at the ad group level. And Chris, just to finish it up here, I like bidding at the ad group level, both for time. Uh, it is more efficient. It is a whole lot easier. You have an account with maybe two, 300 keywords and 10 to 15 ad groups or even 20 ad groups. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot easier to manage things in your mind to look at the data, to make decisions, to implement those bids. Not to mention, by the way, if you're targeting a bunch of different locations, maybe multiple states, and you've got the same 10 ad groups across seven campaigns. Now you're talking 70 ad groups and 1,400 keywords maybe or something like that. And so it's a whole lot easier to manage if you want to change one ad group bid that is across those seven campaigns just to have a filter for that ad group name and and to change seven ad groups as opposed to 140 keywords. So it's a whole lot easier time-wise and management-wise. Another benefit, Chris, it's harder to fool yourself with sample sizes. Example, moving companies, old school, This we got to get away from these examples, but it's just what's on my mind, broad match modified. I can have a keyword like moving companies, broad match modified, old school keyword. Mm -hmm. And then I can have I can have it in two campaigns. One campaign might have four clicks over the last 60 days. I'm looking at 60 days of data, moving companies, broad match modified, and I see a 25% conversion rate. And I'm like, mm. wow, that is a great keyword. I've listened to the Paid Search <laughs> Podcast early episodes. They talk about winning keywords, losing keywords. You get more from your winners. You get less from your All losers. Right. Look at the impression share. So I bid up my moving companies plus broad match modified keyword. 
mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. I have a 25% conversion rate and I can show up higher a little no. more. But then no. I go into another ad group and I look at moving companies, broad match modified, same keyword, same kind of ad group, same ads, just in a different location, different campaign. And it's got 30 clicks over the last 60 days, higher volume area, and it has a 7% conversion rate. Alternatively, you can have keywords that have a 0% conversion rate over seven clicks. Maybe in reality, they're actually like a 30% conversion rate with more sample size. So if you look at the ad group level data, you're going to always get more data than looking at one keyword. And so it, it, it forces you or it helps you not make those sample size mistakes. And you can go, yeah, there's this awesome broad match modified keyword in there. It has a beautiful 25% conversion rate, but you know what? The searches that you show up on for that broad match modified, they're just like the other exact and phrase keywords that are in that ad group. Those are not getting a 25% conversion rate. Your real conversion rate is 13%. So you better bid accordingly. Much more accurate bidding, uh, I find, when I do it at the ad group level. If the keywords in that ad group are all similar and have the same kind of revenue associated with them and the same kind of traffic quality, but it helps you avoid fooling yourself and making horrible keyword bidding decisions because they they do end up with horrible results if you're bidding that way and you don't take into account sample sizes accurately. Chris, the second rule for making manual bids easy, use whole numbers. And I'm assuming you mean we're talking bids. We're talking dollars and cents. You're saying no cents, yeah. just dollars. Right. Yeah, I am. I am. And this is something I, I, I've i stuck to for a long time because, again, if manual bidding should be easy, and I don't think that anybody can do manual bids unless it at least is manageable. It's It should be at, at least something they can do. It should be easy. Start with with whole numbers, and you think, well, 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 wait. How do I create a difference between my keywords? How do I create a bidding ratio between one set of keywords that's m- worth more and another set of keywords that's worth less? My thought is begin with just whole numbers and set the more valuable keywords at, let's say, three dollars. And then create a ratio difference of $2 there and put the next one at $1. So your more valuable keywords are at three. Your next valuable keywords that uh, are a couple steps lower are one. It's not really important how much you put there when you start. It's more about the numbers. Um, And and, and stick around after we get through this number two, because this is the illustration that I want to give you about how to understand what to do with these numbers and how to understand them and how to use them. But the difference is create a difference between them, create, you know, a $3 bid versus a $1 bid. The difference is what's important. Not so much the number. Your number doesn't matter because if I told you what the math is on all of the ad rank formula and everything, you'd be like, why do I even care about this number? The number doesn't matter because there's quality score wow. involved. We've now heard about uh, ad threshold bullcrap that's happening. There's so much stuff that's out of your control. Get off the freaking number wow. and just put a, put $2 there. So manual bids are the way to do it. And the number you use as your manual bid does not matter. Yeah. You're you've 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 become a radical, Chris. Do we have to talk in such extremes? <laughs> of course the number matters. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> Two, okay, we're, this is, like I said, this is level one of manual bids, right? Level one. And when it comes to level one, I'm just going to qualify what you said. That, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. It, you don't, if your ballpark average cost per click is $2 and one ad group is twice as valuable to your business as another ad group revenue wise, or maybe converting twice as well, you don't want to mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. $2 and then, oh, I'm going to up my bids 10% in this better ad group this week and see how it does $2.20. You're like, let's make a move here. The numbers, they still matter, but I would, I would put it this way. Don't get so worried if you want to know your cost per click range, you want to know what level you're playing in maybe holes on a golf course. I don't know. Like you want to know mm-hmm. what section you're in. If your average cost per click is like $3, then maybe you're in the one to $10 range. Maybe you're never going to be paying $15 cost per clicks. You're never going to be paying 10 cent cost per clicks. You're in that one to $10 range or whatever. If your cost per clicks are $50 on average, that's kind of your area that you're getting a cost per click. You're probably never going to get a $5 cost per click and get away with it. You're probably going to never have to pay $500, but you're in maybe that $25 to $100 cost per click range. And I I do agree with you that there's the ad rank threshold, there's your competitors, there's showing up a little lower, getting more clicks, showing up higher, or getting less clicks, showing up higher, getting more clicks. People get too hung up on like $5 bids versus $7 bids. If you're in the higher range, $25 bids versus $35 bids. Sometimes you just need to go. You just need to make a decision and get some data. A lot of times you can bid $35. You may only pay 20 because of the ad rank Mm -hmm. stuff, because of other people aren't bidding as much. The way I look at whole numbers, Chris, is I look at them as not getting caught up in terms of cents and decimals for just management speed and and thinking speed and and managing things Mm -hmm. efficiently. You Mm -hmm. were talking about the person who said they don't have enough time to do manual bids. Yeah, because if you're trying to figure out if you should bid $5.07 versus (laughs) $5.23, it's hard to think about. It's hard to do formulas that way. It's hard to manually punch in those numbers and then double check them and make sure you didn't put in $523 versus (laughs) (laughs) $5.23. And you're right. the the bang for your buck. You're not getting a bang for your buck. It's just taking time. It's taking mental energy. The one area. So yeah, I like whole numbers generally. The one area where you do need sense is when your cost per click gets very small. If you're selling something that's very inexpensive and your bids are only a dollar, maybe your bids are two dollars. Well, then sense starts to make a big difference in your bidding. But the higher you get sure. away from a few dollars bidding the less likely you need to use a uh, sense. And I do that just for time and thinking efficiency. But sometimes I do do sense. It, it just kind of depends. But I do agree with you. As the cost per click gets higher, the amount of sense you use, it does become less important overall. Yeah. I, I think level, as I said, this is level one. Level two, three, and four, then we would talk about using, you know, 50 cents. 25 cents, but very rare. I, I, I think very few people are at the point when they need to adjust bids at the penny level. No way. I, I see very few. But every time that, I look, that, every time I audit an account, don't you often see just completely random yes. bidding amounts yep. with cents? $7.02, and cents, $7.27. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So I have an illustration coming up that I think is going to. Just bust this wide open. I think it's going to help you uh, moving forward. But before that, I want to remind you about Optio. Optio.com. 
That's O-P-T-E-O dot com slash PSP2. That's the number two. It's an eight-week free trial. You put your, your credit card in. You try the tool out for essentially two months. And I'm speaking to you guys directly that don't know what to do about Google Ads. You, you're, you're listening to this show because you don't know what to check. You don't know what questions to ask. You know, you don't know what is the problem with the campaign. This tool is designed to point out things that need improvement. It is the improvement tool designed to save you time with Google Ads management. So whether you have one account that you're running, your, running yourself or you have 15, 20, 500 accounts that you're running, you and your agency, this tool scales for all of it. So try it out for free. We think you'll like it. Rule number three, Jason, you've been reading them. I need, I need you to read it. Keep consistency here, Jason. I feel like attacking you, but I'm not. What? <laughs> because you know what, Chris? I can feel you, it coming. You didn't, you didn't give me a good title there. You know, you had bid at the ad group level. Yeah, <laughs> I can say that. You had use whole numbers. Yeah, uh-huh. I can say that. Uh-huh. The third tip I'm working for with, manual bids. I'm working with Jason Rothman here, the man that came up with Jimmy, the man that came up with screaming yes on an audio, audio podcast and doing hip thrusts. You have creativity. I'm sure you can do something with this. <laughs> when in doubt, use this illustration. Great tip there, Chris. Really <laughs> sums up what the tip is. So why don't you go ahead? Let's use this illustration. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for that. Thank you for just pitching that up. You are you are the you are the uh, expert Google Ads manager that has a the biggest Google Ads podcast on planet Earth. And your advice early in the show before I cleaned it up was do the thing right with your ad group. I think you said something to that extent. (laughs) Thank you, thank you for keeping me humble, Jason. I appreciate that, Chris. Remember Uh, before we started recording when I said, "Ooh, I like this time of day. We should start recording now, a little earlier in the Mm day." Mm Hmm. I take that back. You take take that back, yeah. I uh, yeah, figured, okay. Too early. All right, let me paint a word picture for you, okay? Set your minds as the canvas. Google Ads is the vehicle that you are driving, okay? And Jason, there are three points that are important to driving a car, all right? You have your hand on the steering wheel. Your steering wheel is a circular object that you grab and move and shift the direction of your campaign, that's your keywords, okay? Your keywords are your steering wheel of your car. You can make it go the direction that you want. For this conversation, let's talk about where your foot is. It's on the throttle. It's on the gas pedal, okay? Your bids are the throttle of your keyword. Every keyword guides where those clicks are going to go, Your bids determine how fast you're going to go after those. If you crunch that gas pedal all the way to the floor, you're going to go very hard and fast towards that direction that you are steering with that keyword, okay? So if you pull back, you'll still get there. You're still going, but you're going to get there slower, more cautiously, okay? Now let's talk about the third point. The third point is you mash that pedal, you're burning fuel for our... Uh, listeners over in the UK, petrol, or in Europe, the petrol, I believe is what they say. So you're burning gas. 
and you're going to run out of gas faster if you mash that pedal and rev up that engine. Okay, so you can hit the gas all you want with high bids, but you will run out of gas faster. You will lose momentum and stop for the day. At the beginning of the next day, your credit card comes in, glug, 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 fills up the car, and it starts going again. So you have to understand your keywords are the direction of your vehicle. Your gas pedal is the bid, and you determine how fast you're going to get there, but it has to be maintained in a way that your gas does not run out too quickly. Um, And the important thing is now take that one vehicle, multiply it by 50, multiply it by 200. That's how many keywords you have running at once. Mm. Your goal as the puppet master is to guide your hands over each and say, $2 bids here, $5 bids over here in each of the groups of vehicles that you have, and they all move at different speeds, and you have a glorious orchestra of vehicles playing you the music that speaks to the world, the music of money. You know, it's an interesting role in the Google Ads world is you have the Google Ads, some Google Ads managers like us, you have business owners, and then sometimes you have marketing managers who mm-hmm. are kind of yep. in between. And if I was a marketing manager to punish you right now, what I would love to do with my boss, the business owner, in a meeting, on a call, whatever, you you laid that out beautifully, your strategy, why you're in control mm-hmm. of things, why it's working, the way you think about things. What you said is absolutely a great illustration. It is a great way to think about things. Think about the three factors that you can control, the big ones. Mm-hmm. But I would love just to pull up a search right now on our conference call on our call with my boss and say, where's our ad? I don't see our ad. I see our competitors ad. I see their ad all the time. They're getting more market share. You don't know what you're doing. Right. And then you would go, Mm. that's because we're limited by budget. And our ad's not showing because we try to show too high. We have our foot on the gas too much and our gas tank's too small to Uh do that. And so we're not showing it. And then I would just go, I would just do the search again. Where's our ad? Chris, where's our ad? Where's our <laughs> so ad? Chris? There. That's two searches. Because <laughs> yep. you know this whole illustration I know that marketing thing. Manager. The way, the I've way. worked with that marketing manager, <laughs> and I hate them. <laughs> they uh, they probably had a completely different name, different person, and they're just. Uh, it's like the Matrix. They're just all around. You know, there's just yeah. thousands. They're, and thousands they're everywhere. Of <laughs> it's tough, Chris, because. I could just tell that illustration was so beautiful. It was so well thought, the way to think about the three big factors with manual bids, especially when starting. The only way that diamond could have been crafted was from pressure of trying to explain Mm. to people why their ad's on number one, why they don't see themselves (laughs) every time, why this is a correct way to think about it versus them. And you know what? It ain't going to work. It's not gonna. It's not gonna convince anybody who doesn't. Who can't be convinced. So just so you know, Come as beautiful on. as it yeah. is, where's my ad? I don't see my ad. Where's my yeah? And then you where's know what ends up happening? All of the yeah, that's true. Let's just triple the budget. Let's just do it. You know, let's just triple yeah. the budget. Oh, forget it. Just just blow that gas tank up. Yeah. Let's just get it going. Get, I don't care. Get the care. bigger gas tank. But Stupid if you're a business owner, if you're an advertiser out there, if you're a manager, if you're the rare marketing manager that wants to actually. Get the cost per click down and get the cost per conversion down, not just say, where's my ad? That is a good yeah. way to think about things, and it is possible with manual, manual bids. I think to sum up here, Chris, 
that illustration, that kind of joke about how some people don't get it and some people do, that's the reason we do manual bids. Because, yeah. And that's the yeah. reason we have clients that stick with us because we don't just go, okay, you have this budget. You're spending your full budget. It says limited by budget. <laughs> Double or triple your budget with no thought about profitability. We actually have the tools with manual bids to go, okay, this is the budget that's possible. You know, money doesn't grow. I'm a dad now, Chris. Money doesn't grow on trees. There we go. You want some yep. diapers? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Learn. You know Learn the diaper thing, Chris? Poppy. Can we just talk a little uh-huh. bit? I just, my child has recently stopped using diapers. So tell me about it, Jason. What it's do they wonderful. cost? I was going to say, I have no idea what they cost. I just buy them. Oh, you don't, <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> You got a wife. You're like, go get some of those things. Here's some. Here's two dollars. <laughs> yeah, I'm a dad now, Chris. Rad dad. Got my coffee mug. Money doesn't grow on trees. Some people can't. They can't uh, just go. We're spending a thousand dollars a month. We're going to spend four thousand. They have to yep. work with their manual bids. Or one way to do it is to work with your manual bids. Get the cost per click down. Get more budget going to the keywords and ad groups that have higher conversion rates that bring in more revenue for your business and the tools you laid out the steering wheel with the keywords the throttle with the bids the gas tank with the budget you do we do still have a lot of control over the direction of the google ads uh, campaign absolutely you just have to do it with manual bids or one way to do it is with manual bids and uh you what i meant to say is you just have to know how to do it. You know how, how to think about it. You have to kind of get over that initial fear period of, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to adjust. It does take some yeah. time to build up that muscle memory, build up that skill. But once you kind of get over that and learn how to start a campaign and get data and then know what to do from there with manual bids, every campaign's the same. You know, it's the same things you run into and the same decisions to make. So I like the way you laid it out, Chris. You told me you do have some Patreon content yes dig into and i'm excited to uh get there with you yeah let's get uh let's get jason some extra diapers um if you are not part of the patron group then shame on you you're not part of our special team but uh we appreciate you listening anyway so we'll be back next week with another awe-inspiring collection of words that make your english teacher blush (laughs) 